Hello, everyone. I'm Robbie Swale, and this is the 12 Minute Method Podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to be investigating how we can beat procrastination, be more productive, and finally do those things we have been meaning to do. And in season one, what that means is I'm going to be reflecting on a number of things that I mostly first wrote about together in one place in the in the about the author section of the 12 Minute Method books, in book one in particular. Um, these are things that over my life I have procrastinated on, thought I might not get done, and then finally done in the end. And in each episode, I'll spend up to 12 minutes reflecting on one of those things um, and sharing those reflections with you, hoping to identify patterns, things that you can use, ways that you can finally do the things that you've been meaning to do. Hola todos. Hoy voy a hablar sobre aprendiendo español. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, before that, I'm going to do my normal thing. Uh, sorry, for those of you who don't speak Spanish, that was today. Hello, everybody. I think hello, everybody. I don't actually know if it's hola todos. Hello, everybody. Today, um, I'm going to talk about learning Spanish. And I, and I am. That's what this episode is about. Um, and I'm going to change the title format. You might have noticed for this episode, this is a classic 12-minute method thing, right? Uh, tweak as you go. I'm not going to go back. I might one day go back and change the episodes of the first few, but I'm going to call this one How I Learned Spanish or How to Learn Spanish or something like that because you need a clickbaity title to get people in. That's one of the things I learned from the 12-minute blog, actually. It became really apparent that, um, which I talked about in episode four, so you go back and listen to that if you want the detail about that, but I'm going to summarize some stuff in a sec. Um, I just really noticed that if I gave it what I thought was like a poetic title or a clever title, it got far less than if I called it five things that do something and then people would, would read. And then they'd find the the key thing about that is, you know, you've got to deliver after the clickbaity title. So then, they, then they're going to find the, um, the thing that, that, that matters, um, the thing with depth once you've come through the clickbait. Um, so I, I just listened back to episode four and in a way what struck me about it was that 12 minute blog story you know I've thought about so much about the lessons from that as I created the books as I've told the story on lots of podcasts and again like I said in the last episode if you search Robbie Swale on um, on your podcast platform or you find the the 100 podcast challenge stuff on on my website um, then you'll you know because I set myself a challenge to appear on lots of podcasts talk about that in a, in a subsequent episode you'll find me talking about that at much greater length and I've talked about it a lot thought about it a lot there's so many lessons in that um, and that's of course partly where all of this comes from you know this is the, in a way this is the, the 12 minute method the 12 minute blog from which came the 12 minute method is what started me thinking about what do all these things have in common that I'm going to talk about over this series but there were a few things that stood out like kind of lessons as I'm in this series you know trying to learn from telling these stories and hoping to create something that that will help you too um the first one that stood out for me was I, with the 12-minute method blog, I did things that I needed to do to get things done. Um, and uh, what that means is, uh, <laughs> you'll have noticed a slight pause there and maybe heard the vibration of my phone. Very for unusual reasons, which I will um, you will find out in a sec. I've actually got my phone here and I got a call which I needed to take midway through recording. So as always, one of the interesting things is I'm often... Um, declaring my process, right? That's been a part of what I I do, and um, so yeah, I just that that's to explain that. So let's catch up on on the on the twelve minute method lessons from episode four. I did the things I needed. I dealt with myself, and that that came out as a phrase: "Deal with yourself." When I was creating book two, how to keep going when you want to give up, and the things that stood out were 
getting myself off the hook with the success by putting, I wrote this on a train um, and doing five at the start. Like I learned from Tim Ferriss, like make commit to five so that I won't give up after one because I'll feel scared after that. And I felt it after episode one of this podcast. I was like, no, I'm, I, I know by now that I'm going to do it, but I did feel that incredible um, what Brene Brown would call the vulnerability hangover, right? And if you're not careful, you stop at that point. So dealing with myself, that was the first thing. The second thing was, I think, um, you know, certainly I learned this from the 12-minute blog, the tortoise and hare piece. And that'll come back today, right? In some ways, it's better to be the hare, like if you can maintain that. If you can go really fast for a long time, that's better than going slow for a long time. But over a really long period, better to go slow and keep moving than go fast for a bit and stop. That was a real lesson from the 12-minute blog. Um, if you make it sustainable, that is. Another thing was the hard things become less hard. Sharing, sharing, you know, things that I'd made became less hard over the course of practice. Uh, the rule of thumb, which I talked about in, I think, episode um, three, maybe episode two from Stephen Pressfield, which is um, the more resistance you feel the, towards something, the more important that something is to our soul's evolution. Like, I felt like I really learned that from the 12-minute blog, like I've just seen everything that's come from that. It started from facing my resistance and fear, and so many things have come with that. So much abundance, so much satisfaction, so much meaning. Um, a short amount of time every week, in the end, will lead to something magical. That's a lesson I learned from the 12-minute blog, becoming the 12-minute book. Might come back to that later. Um, yeah, and a creating from the heart, a habit of that, has incredible impact. So that is um, that is my reflections on episode four with a phone call in the middle. Um, and now I'm going to uh, set the timer and we're going to talk about learning Spanish or aprendiendo español. Um, and I'm going to give you the pr a preview of um, how that happened for me here. Hopefully you heard that sound. And for some people, they will know what that meant. For others, they won't. But here it is again. There it is. For some people, a very familiar sound. Uh, I'm not sure that sound really was worth um, being interrupted by the phone call. But there you go. Um, so I, like a lot of people, had in the back of my mind that I wished I'd learned a language. Like I, I enjoy, I actually enjoyed French at, at school. I, I probably would have done it to A-level, but it clashed with maths. And for me, for, for, I can't remember if we really talked about that on, on this show, but in the end, I chose maths because they hit because I went to a small state school and there was about 120 of us, I think, in the sixth form. And so the timetabling was tight. Like there, were, there was one chance to do French, one chance to do maths. And for some, most people didn't want to do both. So they landed together. Um, so I stopped language at that point. I did a little bit of French at university, a kind of half unit, um, kind of to get away from the maths, actually, by that point. And I reckon that got me about back to where I was after GCSE. But then I did nothing um, from, when was that? About 2004, when I did some French. I did nothing until 2017. No language learning, basically, in that time. But I kind of wished I had. I, I, I enjoyed it, and I knew it was really useful. I was really um, a good thing to work out what you want to do, is who do you admire or who are you envious of? Follow those tracks. And I was envious of my friends who were multilingual, um, and uh, I, I kind of wish that I'd been doing some Spanish. And so here's one of those factors, right? What's a thing you wish you'd started a long time ago? That's a, that's a good like uh, compass as well for what do you what do you want to be doing, and where might a 12 minute style habit come in useful? Now I didn't set out to do this in this way, but later on when I was thinking a lot about the 12 minute method, 12 minute blog, 
I realised that something interesting had happened with learning Spanish, which I now have. I need to go and get my phone now. This is awkward. I chucked it across the room so it didn't vibrate again. I need to go and get it just a sec so that I can give you a give you a stat. Um, so I have now been learning Spanish. Let me see if I can get it. Um, oh, more noise from the phone. This is the risk. Never work with children, animals, or phones. Um, I've been learning Spanish. So I've got, uh, for something like 1,400 successive days, I've been practicing Spanish. It's not quite true. There's been a few days I've missed in that. And actually, it's more than that, because before that, I missed a few days, and I've done another year, so another 360-odd days on top of that. So we're on 17, 1,800 days divided by three. We're on five years, pretty much, which is right, because it was in 2017 when I started, and now we're in 2022. What happened was, because of my wife's work, we had an opportunity to go and live in Costa Rica for a few months. And we thought it might be longer, but we knew it would be a few months. And as part of that, um, she was learning some Spanish and I tagged along and I went to Costa Rica. This is like, how did I do this? I remember being scared. You can find some chapters about this in, in one of my books. I think, um, I think, I think maybe the third book, which will come out in late 2022, how to create the conditions for great work. Um, but it might be in, it might be in keep going. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even know what was legal there. I couldn't speak any other language. I, I, no wonder I was scared of it, despite all the amazing things about getting to go and live in Costa Rica for a few months. And it was an amazing time. So I, I, even moving to Costa Rica hadn't got me learning Spanish. Emma had been doing some. So she'd been learning on Duolingo, which is the sound that I heard played before, which some people will recognize, which is a language learning app. She'd been doing that for a while, knowing that she was going to go and maybe doing it anyway because her family did it or her siblings or something like that. Even all that, even wanting to learn another language, even knowing I was going to move there, I didn't start learning Spanish until I got there. Then I started doing Duolingo. And we had some amazing Spanish lessons with a fantastic um, Spanish tutor called Ronald, um, who I can connect people to. I think Ronald Arias is his second name. Um, wonderful, funny man who taught us me the basics of Spanish and taught Emma as well. Now, that was really useful. And I started doing Duolingo. And I've been doing it pretty much every day since then and we can talk about a bit about that in a sec but this is a real tortoise and hare story like the learning the, the, one of the things that really occurred to me about my duolingo streak which is now like i say on about thir- on 1390 days or 1391 today when i do it later on but i had another streak of 360 days before I accidentally or something before I accidentally missed it now in duolingo it, it's a game of it's gamified so it, it it gets you playing with yourself it makes it you want to keep your streak going it's, it's very cleverly done and there's some fun interviews with the um i've heard one of them with the one of the founders of duolingo on the sim ferris show um you can check that out um it's very cleverly done to to keep you going you know uh oh and I, again here's this thing i think it was in episode three I, I i lost my thread and couldn't remember where i was where i was going um but but ah so it's a tortoise and hare story here that was what really struck me about this like i would have definitely been better off um, I thought when we left Costa Rica after a few months that I, we would recontract Ronald, but we never did. I thought I'd get another Spanish tutor, but I never did. And why is that? Well, we can, maybe we can think about that. But what I'm really glad, given that, because it's definitely more effective to learn Spanish with a tutor than with Duolingo, um, mucho mejor, much better to learn Spanish with a con un maestro uh, como un app. So with a teacher than an app. Uh, much better like much better definitely i learned more from those lessons with ronald than the equivalent amount of time on duolingo but i didn't recontract a tutor 
I didn't contact Ronald to do to do work on Skype. Something about those things I never got to. I did, however, once I was going with the app, I kept going and the app kept me going. And now, five years later, if I was to start working with a Spanish tutor, it wouldn't be the same thing that happened when I did a bit of French at university. And I just managed to catch up to where I was when um, I finished my GCSEs after several years, three or four years of of um, nothing. Instead, I've been keeping going with learning Spanish for five years now. And that's really important. Like that's just, again, to say it again, it's much, much better for me that I kept going with something small and imperfect. And in fact, definitely worse than a better way of learning Spanish. And in some ways, I wonder if this is one of the reasons I hadn't stopped. I hadn't started learning Spanish before because it was almost too hard to um, know how to learn Spanish that I didn't start to know what the right way to do it, the best way to do it, and to make it fit in with my life. But Duolingo, five to 15 minutes a day, roughly, over all that time, fits in with my life. I can do it anytime. um, And someone's already decided how I'm going to learn it. Um, And they're working hard, right? The interview with, um, I think he's called Lawrence Ahn, but I'm not sure about that. I haven't checked it. The CEO, they're thinking really hard about how to make learning accessible to everyone and easy and effective. And so it's really... um, Really important to be noticing that, to be noticing that it's better for me that I started then and I've kept going and then something magical has happened. Mi español es mucho mejor. Uh, y uh, cuando uh, me conoce un hombre español en una, uh, un curso entrenado, no sé uh, si es... Uh, uh, <laughs> that's right. I don't know if that's right, but, uh, you know, when I meet a Spanish man, like I did on a recent training course, puedo hablar, hola, y, y como estas, y, uh, y uh, puedo responder uh, de sus uh, palabras, uh, preguntas, no palabras. So there you go. There's me trying to speak Spanish and being able to do that, which I definitely wouldn't have been able to do if I hadn't kept going. As I was just sharing that story, I, I became aware of a, of a piece of information, kind of the research that I learned from Sean Aker um, in his book, uh, The Happiness Advantage, I think it's called. He's, he's one of the kind of forefront researchers in positive psychology. He talks about activation energy for a habit. And it's like, this is a really important piece of information. It's like, if we want to do something, we should lower the what's called the activation energy, the amount of energy of whatever type that it takes to do the thing. And if we don't want to do something, we should raise the activation energy. So I don't want to check Facebook, right? So what I did was I logged out of, I took the app off my phone and I logged out. That wasn't enough. I still would just go to my browser, check Facebook. So when I when I um, logged out though of Facebook on the browser, every time I got to the login page, that was enough activation energy for my willpower to get involved and stop me doing it. Because otherwise I'd wake up having been scrolling Facebook for minutes. Similarly, Sean Aker's story is he was never going to the gym. He kept lowering the activation energy to the point where he went to sleep in his gym clothes so that he, when he woke up in the morning, it was almost easier for him to go to the gym than get changed out of his gym clothes and not go. Certainly his willpower had a chance to get involved. And I think that's what it was. Setting up the Skype had this activation energy. We could have carried on learning with Ronald. Ronald, if you're listening, I'm sorry we didn't because I had a lot of fun um, learning Spanish with you and I still think about it sometimes um, because of the jokes we had. Um, 
But when we left Costa Rica, there was activation energies for that. And we were busy moving back countries, working out how we, where we were going to live, all that kind of thing. Um, and we weren't sure what was going on. There was a chance we might move abroad again, although we didn't. All of that stuff was going on. The activation energy required to um, start some Spanish tutoring was higher, high, but there was no activation energy to start Duolingo because they've done an amazing job in that app of, um, I'm not getting paid for this. This is what happens when you do great work, right? Someone tells the story about it on a podcast. They've done amazing work to lower the activation energy of that. You know, they have push notifications that keep you going. Um, they have, what else do they have? They have like, yeah, the streak there. They have different ways of making it fun. Other gamification to kind of, uh, make you feel like you're playing, give you the dopamine hits and put the dopamine hits of apps to a good cause. Right? That's one of the things that this does. Rather than scrolling Facebook, I might pick up my phone and see the Duolingo thing and that takes me to learning Spanish, which is something I want to be doing, using the kind of power of the technology for good rather than end up scrolling Facebook or Twitter, just stealing my attention and using um, the power of the technology to, to do something I don't want to do. Um, so... What else? So, I mean, really, I guess what I'm saying is, is two things, isn't it? It's like, think about activation energy, but also if you want to learn a language, and many people do, at the very least, you better start Duolingo. If you can find a better way to do it, and you can keep that going for a long time, please do. But if not, like, at least, at least be doing Duolingo. Um, and hmm, is there anything else? What else do I want to say about learning Spanish? You know, my Spanish is not fantastic. And when I went to... Um, when I went to Barcelona the first time after the first time I've been to a Spanish speaking country after um, doing Duolingo for quite a while in late 2019, I couldn't understand a single thing that the guy in the coffee shop said to me. And it was gutting. So there's still work to be done, right? It's not perfect, but better that I've been doing it and I'm waking up five years later having been committing to something that I want to be doing than if I was waking up five years later thinking, I wish I'd carried on learning Spanish. That's a big thing. Another thing that comes to mind, actually, is you can do what's called a street freeze on Duolingo. There's the timer, so let me just tell us fine a little bit. You can do a street freeze on Duolingo, which means that if you miss a day, you know, your streak isn't gone. And I think that's actually a really wise thing to think about. It's like with the 12-minute blog, when I've missed a week for various reasons, I haven't stopped. Right, I've kept going because the streak still counts on some level. Writing the blog every week still counts, even though I haven't technically written a blog every week for six years. The same with the streak freeze on Duolingo. It's a really important thing. Like, As somebody said to me, like, you definitely wouldn't have done this every day if it wasn't for the streak. And they're absolutely right. So the streak freeze is important. If you slip, you don't give up. I had a choice when I, I even with the streak freeze, I didn't do Duolingo in two successive days or something like that. And so my streak was lost. I had a choice then. And I've written an article about this. You can read it on my website. Every time the superpower of a commitment of creating change is what we do when we slip. Can we recommit? That's the rep of becoming someone who keeps their words to themselves and to others. Um, so there's me talking about learning Spanish, aprendiendo español. Um, I hope that none of my Spanish-speaking friends judge me too much for my bad Spanish. Um, and I... Hope that this will give you a kick to just do something, to just keep going with something that you've, you you were otherwise giving up on. Maybe to start learning Spanish or French or Gaelic. Um, you can learn Irish on Duolingo. You can learn High Valerian from Game of Thrones or Klingon. You can learn some extinct languages, um, I think. And they're, they're always adding more stuff to it. So they're doing great work. It's an amazing resource. It's free um, with ads or you can pay some money. If you want to learn a language and you're not doing that, how serious really are you about learning a language? Um, 
So I hope you've taken loads from this um, and look forward to having you next time, back next time on the 12-minute method and best of luck with your language learning. Okay, just a couple more things before you head out to whatever else you've got going on in the rest of your day. Um, If you want to find out a bit more about me or sign up to my mailing list, you can do that at www.robbyswale.com. If you want to read the 12-Minute Method books, you can find out more about them on my website. You can find them on Amazon, and you can find them in lots of other bookshops and booksellers um, around the world. You might want to come and join the 12-Minute Method Facebook group. You can find that by searching for the 12-Minute Method on Facebook, or there's links on my website. Um, And you can find some other people there who are interested in in doing work that matters to them and finally doing the things that they want to do. You can find me on lots of social media platforms. Um, I'm most active on LinkedIn, so you might want to find me there. Um, And most of all, I'd, I'd love to hear from you, especially if something that I've made has inspired you to finally do something you've been meaning to do for a long time. Um, that, that Hearing those stories are some of the most meaningful things for me in my work. And so um, they help me keep going when I might want to give up. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you. But most of all, I'd love it if you did that thing, uh, that thing that matters to you that you've been meaning to do. <laughs>